That's hundred. Another opportunity here to be on Monday Night Take, man. So super excited for today's show. Me and TR, we brainstorming pretty much all last week. Was like, yo, you know, um, you know, what topic could we bring to you guys this week, right? And we talked a little bit about our struggles and the things that you know we kind of went through as entrepreneurs, whether it was me on the trading side or or just starting in entrepreneurship, being younger. You know, TR taking her leap of faith um, and hopping into, you know, literally her own business after, you know, leaving a, a pretty major company that, you know, she highlights all the time. And it's like, yo, you know, I, we felt like, you know, it'd be good to highlight the journey. Right. I think a lot of times, you know, people talk about the end result. But what has really been the journey that we've been on A to Z? So I'm here with my co-host, uh, TR Swain. What's going on, TR? Oh my gosh, Lawrence, it feels so good to be here. And hey, everyone that's tuning in, man, this topic really resonates with me because I remember, honestly, y'all, it's like a ton of sleepless nights. Mm -hmm. There's been times where I wanted to fit, like, I just wanted to just drop everything because I was completely mm -hmm. over it. But I had to really lean on God, honestly. He really yeah. helped me see it through because whew, we can go on and on about this one for sure, for sure. Yeah, nah, super, super duper important. I mean, you know, I think uh, the journey of entrepreneurship is like a beautiful thing. Um, and I think I really love entrepreneurship because it's like it's something to look forward to every single day. Right. Like yeah. it's never something that's just, you know, kind of like set in stone. Like th there's there's things that are out there always for you to achieve. And I think that's what's you know, I, pre I pretty much like the most about entrepreneurship. It's just that there's always more to do. Right. There's always more to do. There's always another obstacle that's pretty much right in your way, another task for you to complete. And I think that's what I love most about it. Yeah. Um, but it's also unlimited too. So you're not limited to, well, someone saying you're worth 80,000 a year or someone right. saying you're worth this a year. Like now nah, you can literally, you can create what you're worth, right? But, uh, you know, pertaining to, you know, your value, right? So you can literally create what you're worth. So I think that's, you know, another huge thing for me. Yeah. But, and I also think too, Lawrence, even just in terms of like, when you go full time with your business, you need to learn how to like really how to adapt because you never know what's going to happen. Like whether it could be like from your finances or even from like current clients as well. Like I remember when I left LinkedIn, I made sure that I, I had about like, I guess like four in terms of like months set aside with all of my bills, but whether I left LinkedIn, I didn't have any new clients for the whole month of June. And I was like, whoa, it was definitely a dry spell for sure. Like yeah. for sure. So, yeah. So what, what one thing I would ask you pretty much is like, yo, so, yeah. you know, when you were at LinkedIn, like, yeah, you know, what was kind of your thought process and um, how would I say this? Like when you were at LinkedIn, what like what really pushed you to leave? Like, what was <laughs> Man, that listen. But how do you how were you able to feel? That's definitely a good question. So yeah. I would say like during that time when I was working full time, because I managed over 140 accounts, I was trying to juggle it. Right. So you all, I was running on two hours of sleep every day. It was really hard. It was really hard. But what really drew me to um to really I'm sorry, what really yeah, drew me to go full time 
is that like helping my clients earn new jobs, like get their dream roles, earn any salary increases, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000. It's just, it's just a feeling that I can't really, I guess, honestly describe. Oh, and okay. that's when I realized, I mean, no, like I'm really meant to do this because I would show up working at LinkedIn. I mean, yeah, I was still hitting my quota, but it just felt like I was just kind of just going through the motions, if that makes sense. And I realized I'm like, okay, I'm at a point in my life where if I don't do it, I'm going to just keep stalling because I remember like the first time where I tried to actually open up my consulting business, it didn't work out well at all. It was terrible. It, it was terrible. So I realized that even then, like, it was definitely like a timing thing for sure. But mm -hmm. so, yeah, so when I made that decision, I connected with my manager and I let him know. I let him know three months ahead, like, hey, I'm leaving in June. OK. Yeah. And my manager was surprised. He was like, man, I'm surprised you stayed this long <laughs> because he was the main one that really supported me during that process. And I was very nervous because I'm like, man, like. I was like one of like the top performers on my team and I didn't know how they were going to take it, but I'm, I'm just really thankful and fortunate that, that they, um, that they really embraced it. But something that I will say, Lawrence is like, I tried different strategies. So I'm like, okay, so maybe I can maybe just take clients after hours mm -hmm. or, and then, and then something that I really tried to do is complete all of my tasks at work by Wednesday. Yeah. So I was trying like different things, but what was happening was that I was receiving too, like, just like a lot of requests. I couldn't keep up with, like, honestly, like, with the demand of my business. So I realized I'm like, yeah, I got to go. Because, and honestly, everyone that's listening, you can't run from God's purpose for your life. And yeah. I realized it seemed like every week leading up to that moment, I kept getting confirmation. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is definitely the right path to go on for sure. But my manager told me this, that he didn't feel comfortable with me leaving LinkedIn unless I had three streams of income already set up. So I'm happy that he actually said that because he was like, I'm not going to accept the resignation until you do this. So I had yeah. to make sure I put everything in place. So I started doing workshops with schools, like with schools mm -hmm. and parents, along with my career consultant. And then I gave like presentations and stuff like that, like workshops. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Nah, I would say for me, um, you know, entrepreneurship, like I want to really get into my story pretty much here tonight, because for me, I was flustered in the entrepreneurship. Right. I think I want to have this conversation with people because it's like at the end of the day, you know, I realized when I was a senior in high school, let's like I really want to take this back, you know, even to before the stock market. Right. You know, yeah. all I heard when, when I was in high school from teachers was like, hey, if you don't good, get, get good grades and go to college, you won't be anything. You're not going to be able to be successful in life, this and that. And I just feel like for me. Like I always saw through that. I was just like, yo, they feeling feeding me a bunch of BS, right? That's the, yeah. just the bottom line of the way I looked at it. You know, because for me, I, when I went out in the real world, the people that I knew were that were making the most money, none of them had degrees. Right. All of them were all entrepreneurs. And all of them have been through some sort of struggle uh, in the beginning process to get to where they were at now in their current business. So for me, I was like, yo, like entrepreneurship for me, it's a journey, right? It's a marathon, never a sprint. And so- like I looked at it and I said, yo, being an entrepreneur, yeah, it might not be the like in some people's eyes, like security is important to them. Right. Right. And, yeah, and, um, exactly. you know, security is definitely important to me as well. But I also don't like to be minimized. I don't like being told what I'm worth. And I realized that at like a young age and I realized that like I can control. I, I like to be in control of the variables. Right. I don't like when people can like hang things over my head or be in the control of variables like. Like, I don't like the reason why for me, like, I never really liked jobs. And the reason, like, I don't like someone having the ability to press a button, log me out of my stuff and send me home. And it's yeah. like, no, I'm not able to feed my family. Like the thought process in that, that's how I think. 
So it's like, yeah, jobs are cool. Jobs are great. You know, I, I want everyone to 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 be employed and, and be happily employed. But yeah. I looked at her and said, yo, like for me, I just know that my personality, like for one, I don't like people that like try to tell me what to do all the time. I'm not, I don't like that. I like to, to like beat the horse for my own drum. I like to control what I can control. So entrepreneurship for me was never about the money though. I think that's important right. too. It's really about the time, right? The time, right? The time freedom. So I love the ability to be able to create my own schedule. Um, yeah. You know, show up pretty much when I want to um, and do my thing, man, because I think like time is the most important thing. We only have a limited amount of time here on this earth, man. So that's how I viewed entrepreneurship. I was like, yo, how can I create more time for myself? So when, uh-huh. but in my first days of being an entrepreneur, I was still working, I was still working multiple jobs and that was OK. Because yeah. working, working those jobs t- taught you systems, taught you structure, which I think is something that's not you know, spoken about a lot, but I think it's super, super, super important. Yeah. So listen, you're touching on something that's really important just in terms of like making sure that all of your processes are streamlined because that's going to give you time back to rededicate other things. And I know as an entrepreneur, I had to learn especially when I was doing this on my own, like I, I couldn't handle it all. So when I hired an assistant, I had to realize, okay, I had to actually learn how to delegate, right? In terms of these responsibilities and take it on because I thought I could handle everything. I never would have imagined where I'm at right now. I'm like, my gosh, like I have like three assistants you lit, now. Like, you, you, you lit? I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe it. I, can't, I just, I really can't believe it. And I know what's interesting with my story is that like I grew up with a single dad. I'm from Philly. You always don't hear things like that. But yeah, like I I'm just really fortunate for my dad. Because if I think about it, my dad was really like like the center of my business. So I created a resume. I'm sorry, no, 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 no. My dad would have me volunteer at a lot. So I would volunteer at churches, hospitals, and things like that. And I used to love baking cupcakes, Lauren. So that was my thing, okay, baking cupcakes. Mm-hmm. And then my dad started asking me questions like, okay, so how many cupcakes did you do? Or, or like, did you make? Did you follow the instructions correctly? And I was mm-hmm. telling my dad, I don't remember. I don't know all this. And then that's when he paused. And I was 10 years old. And he was like, mm-hmm. he pulled out a computer. He was like, what is this read? Like, he, he basically asked me, like, you know, like, what, what is this word? And I was like, I don't know, like, what a resume is. And that's... And that's when he corrected me. He was like, no, see, this is called a resume. This is how you're able to highlight all of your accomplishments. It's like that way you can never forget. And so, and if I think about it, that was really the start, like really like the foundation of my business. And so whenever I would acquire like internships mm-hmm. in high school and college, I would always update that because my dad always said that just here in like in America, right? Like we don't have like, like the same in terms of like just level of access. Um, in terms of like what you see like overseas and whatnot. So my dad was like, but no one can outwork you in terms of like experience. Mm-hmm. And so I told my dad, yeah, I really want to be able to um, like set my, like myself apart. So I was able to land internships at like Johnson and Wales in North Carolina, UPenn and things like that, because I wanted to stand out. And, and, it's, it's, and it's just interesting. It's like, I'm taking my, like my own like same clients, right? That are going through this own journey. I went through it too. Uh, like in terms of like, what do you got to do to stand out? I remember applying 500 jobs in a month, not getting seen. So oh, I just want everyone to really just learn from my own mistakes there too. Mm-hmm. Like, and I remember you touched on something that was really important too, in terms of like de- like determining your worth. When I left my first job out of college, I realized that they were underpaying me. And I learned that through when I was interviewing at other companies, mm-hmm. because at that time I only got a straight salary and I had a bonus. 
I didn't know that sales representatives could get commission. As crazy as it sounded, like that's just how like the company was set up. And so when I was doing the math, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're underpaying me by like fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, I was done. It would add like a realization. I'm like, man, all of my student loans could have been paid. Yeah. But like if I was actually like like in terms of me like really earning what I am worth, so yeah. Nah, it's super powerful because I mean, for me, like even looking at it this way, right? So you know, as I got started on my journey, yeah. I also looked at like the opportunity cost, like what kind of time was I putting in compared to what time I could put in on my own thing and will my own thing be everlasting, right? So someone yeah. asked me, like, what did I do pretty much to get started? You know, I sat down and pretty much laid all the variables out for myself. And I was like, yo, what are the things out here that I can actually do? Like, what are my right. passions? What are, what are some things that I'm passionate about? What is my skill set? But then also give a shout out to, um, you know, Coach Gene Austin, um, pretty much just I would just really say just about doing that market research to see, you know, does your business actually make sense? Right. Does it does it actually make sense? What is yeah. the what is it serving? Right. Who is it serving? What's your target audience? Like these are different questions, you know, that I pretty much answered, um, you know, to myself first before getting started pretty much as an entrepreneur. Um and I'll be honest with you, like for me, I love trading because I, I love trading because I deal with me, right? It's a me thing. Like I'm yeah. not dealing with like, you know, 30 employees. I'm not dealing with a restaurant. I'm not dealing with all of that. Like I like trading because it's it's me. Um, yeah. I'm responsible for things. And if something doesn't get done, well, I know who I can blame. I can blame myself. Um, and that goes back to your personality type where it's like, for me, mm -hmm. I like the ball in my hands, right? Like if I was an NBA player, I would probably be Kobe Bryant. And I'm like, yo, wave people off. Yeah. I'm going to take the shots, like just get out of my way. But that's the reality. So you got to kind of like know who you are as a person, right? And that's just my reality, right? At the end of the day, that's, that's yeah. so you knowing that, um, you know, you're able to kind of better fit something. Someone said, do you have any role models? Um, I would say that, uh, you know, growing up, you know, I admired, uh, you know, people like Mark Cuban, you know, people yeah. that big business moguls. I admired people like that um, and their journey and their processes and their systems. You know, I even admire someone like an Elon Musk. Right. I think there's a lot of a lot to learn, you know, from someone like him. I, I think anyone who's reached a certain status in life, I'm willing to learn from them no matter race. Right. I don't discriminate when it comes to that, because right. like, there's things and, and tools that you know, that you can take from individuals to be able to learn. Um, so that that's why I would say I would. And, and I know we talked about, you know, when it comes to mentorship. Um, yeah. Yes. And I think uh, I think when it, I think when it comes to mentorship, I think mentorship is super important. But mentorship comes in different forms. But also you have to be someone that executes when it comes to mentorship, too. Right. Yeah. Like as like as someone, if you're going to go and seek mentorship, you have to be willing to put in the work, too. Like it's not just the mentor's responsibility to to do right. stuff. Also, you as the mentee. So I would say that you know, for me, like the the mentorship that I that I had, what you know, came in different forms. Like I would say, the mentorship that I had it never came directly from someone that was a stock market trader, right? I had a mentor in my barber, right, where you know I would come in pretty much after school, and you know I would just sit down and just talk with him. And I think mentorship was just like super, super, super duper important from a barber perspective, right? Yeah. 
Um, That's you know, dope. I love that. Like, like from, from my barber, he was giving me perspective as far as different things that he did in his life, um, you know, that pretty much just ended, you know, in him being, you know, put into a position where there were some compromising situations. But it's just kind of like learning from other people's mistakes, I think is super important when it comes to entrepreneurship. Absolutely. Um, learning from other people's mistakes, it just, it makes your your journey a lot easier too, right? So what were some of the things, mistakes that I witnessed, you know, that my barber had, you know, just little little things like, you know, when it came to like just marketing his business, you know, he, he wasn't on top of it in the beginning. Um, yeah. You know, just also sometimes being a little bit lenient with people that he had a friendship with, but they also might have potentially been in business together. I think that was a, a valuable um, that 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 provided me some valuable insight, because I think even, you know, now I think sometimes when you go into business with friends or you're doing business with friends, sometimes that thing can get a little bit tricky because there's a personal relationship involved, not just a business relationship. Um, yeah. So, you know, that was, you know, those things that I'm like, so I was looking, I was taking in, mind you, 16, 17 years old, you know, I've always been receptive. Like I've always hung around older people. Like I'm 23, but yet I lack 23 year old friends. Pretty much all my friends are definitely at least maybe got 10 years on me, right? At minimum. Yeah. So, but I like it that way because they've already been through certain things in life that I haven't experienced it, which is great. I can now take from them and learn from them to be able to add to my journey when it comes to life or entrepreneurship. So if I'm speaking to someone who's a 35 year old or a 40 year old or 45 year old entrepreneur, there's so much that I can learn from them because there's a huge gap difference. So I seek mentorship from people who have already done the things that I'm looking to do, that I'm looking to do. I'm seeking mentorship from people that I, that that have already done things that I'm looking to do. All right. I think it's super, yeah. super important and being receptive right to it. Yeah. So I would say, I mean, at first you need to make sure that you have like your business has to have the, all of the like the right foundation. So you need to make sure you're registering it um, <clears throat> like your LLC or, or if you really like S Corp, like, you know, whatever that looks like for you, you need to create your EIN number. You need to create and have a credible business banking account. I can't stress that enough. Okay. <laughs> Lawrence is laughing, <laughs> but uh, we'll get into that a little bit later about that. But now in terms of, of mentorships, I actually have three different mentors. So like the first mentor I have, her name is Shimiko Cole. Shout out to her. The reason why we really gravitated me, I'm sorry, we really gravitated me towards her was that she's worked with just different types of like businesses and different industries. She's very credible. She has over 30 years of experience. And I really learned like a lot from her. So she was actually the one that scaled my business to automate all the processes, having everything in place and making sure that I have a right contract as well. I cannot stress this enough. As a business owner, you need to always have a contract, okay? Whether you're doing a free event, whether you're doing a paid event, it doesn't matter. Now, like in terms of like um, like things like what I learned, I learned like, the, like I'm sorry, I learned like the term in terms of like not having, you know, like a no guarantee. I learned that the hard way. I remember I had a client, Lawrence, and everyone that's tuning in, um, she basically wasn't getting like a lot of traction, but she was very, so she had like a really niche background. She was trying to get to like work on like, like Capitol Hill and whatnot. And I was doing like everything that basically helped my other clients. And so I was telling her like, hey, like get connected with staffing rooms. You got to start networking and things like that. So she lived in a very rural area and I said, hey, you might need to relocate to, to like the DMV area. But what we later found out was she was already like, she went for this job 
HR was, I think, I, I believe, like, she was on vacation, which was out of our control. But even, mm -hmm. like, that, getting something in place, so because I didn't have that a part of my contract, I felt really bad. Even after she got the job, I still gave her, like, like a partial refund and stuff like that. But after that moment, yeah, no guarantee. <laughs> no guarantee. That's what I learned from there. And I also included, like, a no refund clause as well because I know my worth, okay? Yeah. And the thing is, like, when you have clients, especially as a consultant, you need to make sure that they put in the work. So what Lauren said, it's um, you have to make sure that you execute, okay? And that's a, a base, and that's basically something that I value when I had a mentor because when she would give me tasks, I was I would finish everything in advance for her. And she even said that too. She said I was one of her favorite clients to work with because I took it seriously. Because guess what? If I value their time, I want to make sure I deliver, okay? So in terms of like having that type of mentor, so she knows the good, the bad, and the ugly, okay, of my business. Yeah. Now, I also have another mentor that can introduce me to opportunities when I'm not in the room, okay? I, because I want to be able um, to basically, like, have them to, like, shed light. So they're very, like, popular in, um, in like, HR in terms of talent acquisition. And um, so she's worked at Nike, Meta, Google as well. So right now she's at Microsoft. So I, I don't, she doesn't ever feel comfortable with, with me sharing her name, so I can't. But I want to let you know that with her, she's definitely introduced opportunities for me that I um, that I'm that I'm just so grateful to have. And then lastly, I have a mentor of a different demographic, okay? I do, I do, I do, I do, because I'm gonna have access to his network, okay? So what Lauren said is really important, like, you know, honestly, like whether it's your ethnicity, it shouldn't matter, okay? I wanna know who's gonna have the most value in my life so I can bring the most value to my own clients, okay? Mm -hmm. And something else um, that really helped, um, that really set me apart was when I was launching my business, I already had reviews. I already made sure that when I work with my clients, I did pro bono because I wanted to know, hey, does this process work or if it doesn't work and things of that nature? OK, because I want to know, if, especially if I'm if I'm starting to charge people my worth and things of that nature, I got to make sure I deliver on my own end as well. So, yes, definitely make sure like how you execute there, because it's always hard when you don't have in terms of like like those client testimonials because you haven't built any credibility like publicly. So, yes. Yeah. Nah, because when I first started. And that's super important. Me first, when I first started was, uh, you know, one thing, one thing, um, one thing I would say when I first started, everything I did was off of, uh, you know, pretty much word of mouth. It wasn't even, yeah. it was, it wasn't anyone that it was, I wasn't doing any marketing or anything like that. Like yeah. my, dorm room, my dorm room was filled of 40 people because I had hundred, I had a hundred people on campus able to vouch that I was exactly. changing their lives, right? Or I was yeah. shifting their mindset in, in, into what they thought, you know, you know, finances and certain things were about. So I think that's, you know, another thing I would highlight too is, you know, one thing that I would say is super, super duper important. Um, yeah. At this point in time, yeah. yeah. All right, so I got a question for you, Lauren. So what's like one of like, like the greatest lessons that you've ever learned so far in terms of your business, like being an entrepreneur? Don't be nice in business. Ooh, that's it. That's it. That's business it. That's is, it. Business is business. I also would say another thing uh, that I feel like was super important. Don't um, don't undervalue yourself, which is super important. Um, you know, and your price is your price. Set your price. Stick to it. Your price is your price. I think when I was like, I think for me, because I'm like, I'm really a caring person. But I realize a lot of times like people try to take advantage of that. And I think that a lot of business owners sometimes get taken advantage of from being too lenient. Like if you set the terms as a business owner, 
for the service or product, whatever you're providing to people, whatever, like stick to it, right? Because yeah. if you take a look at all the businesses we go to, like whether it's you go to Target, Walmart right now, you know, you go to Apple, you go anywhere, right? You go to these businesses, they have their terms and how they operate. You know, they have their procedures and policies, all those things, right? So I think that those were important things that I learned you know, yeah. entrepreneurship, you know, early. And I think sometimes it can be tough. Like it's definitely, you know, it definitely can be tough in the beginning. You know, this is something brand new to you. It can be definitely something that's tough and, you know, not easy. It's an adjustment. But these were the valuable lessons that I think that I've learned. Um, You know, people, and sometimes, man, people do, you know, shady and shicey stuff, man. So just be, yeah. just keep that in mind when it comes to business, man, be careful who you go into business with, right? I think yeah. that's probably one of the most valuable things that I could say is like, yo, be careful who you go into business with, right? Be careful who you go into business with, bottom line, right? Because who you go into business with is, in my opinion, super, super duper important. Um, You know, you want to be careful who you go into business with. Uh, bottom line, bottom yeah. line. Man, I'll plus one of that, okay? I agree. And a great lesson that I learned is making sure that I have a team that I trust, okay, to support me. Because I remember I had an assistant and I didn't know, but just from like my, my client's perspective, she would take like up to a week to respond. And I didn't know anything, anything that, that was going on. So I had to also learn to have really like due diligence, right, with that in terms of following up. And I felt so bad mm -hmm. because... I would think like, man, like I, I just thought that she was following up. Like I just, I, I just didn't want anyone to ever experience that because I wouldn't want to experience that. And so right. I also made sure. So when I hire like my new team, yeah, you got like a 24 hours response. That's it. Okay. Yeah, I'm right. not, yeah, no, 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 no. Because even if it wasn't my mistake, it's still my mistake as an owner. Like you, I'm, you're going to still take that L unfortunately. So yeah. yeah. And like, and what I did was I even, of course, like you got to make sure that they sign an agreement, but I also kind of like gave them like small tasks to do. Okay. To just prove them like, okay, cool. Like I like this. I can see like how they think and things of that nature. And I got to make sure that they have my own best interests because yeah. I've had, my own friends that are in different sectors that are entrepreneurs and they've had like assistance stealing from them, unfortunately, like under their, their nose that they didn't know about. Yeah. And shout yeah. out to Cameron, Cameron and Didi, man. You know, I got two pretty much, you know, Cameron and Didi are like sisters to me for one, um, yeah. you know, for one there. So, you know, I think that's super important. So having the right, uh, having the right team around you, I think yeah. is an, another thing to the point you just made about, you know, people stealing from you because people will steal from you. Right. Yes. To give you guys a valid, a valid lesson in entrepreneurship. Right. When I first started and you because you asked me also, don't be too open to sharing your business ideas with everyone. I learned that Remember, at like 18. Sorry, 18 I'm sorry, Lawrence. I'm sorry. Sorry. Nah, nah. But I was 18 or 19. You thinking that you could trust people and stuff like that. Plus, you, you're at 18 or 19. I'm naive. Right. I'm like, right. Literally, literally people tried to copy the things that I was doing verbatim. Right. And pretend like it was all their idea. Right. So I think mm -hmm. that was another valuable thing in business. Do not share, right? Do not share the things that you're looking to potentially maybe do, right? Don't you don't have to announce a lot of stuff, right? And I think right. that there's a lot of times there's snakes hiding in the grass, right? And also be careful, you know, of making business deals out of looking to try to get something in the future. Sometimes, you know, um, it's best to to just do things by yourself. Like I think a lot of times, like people get into these partnerships that don't really make sense. Right. Yeah. And I was a lot easier when in my younger years. Right. And I'm only 23. And here I go talking about. No, you. no, no, no. But you're really wise, though. So I'm not yeah, even going to take so, 
Uh-uh. Okay. But, a, but a few years back, I was a lot easier to partner with. Right. I don't partner with um, I don't partner with a lot of people anymore. I'm, I'm really I, re- I really like to move by myself. You know, you guys see my co-host here, TR. Um, you know, there's a reason why I'm working. You, you're you going to be you guys have probably seen a lot of work that we put in. You're going to continue to see a lot of work. And the reason why is because, you know, there's not a lot of genuine people out here. I know that the, the reality is a lot of people might think that, but it comes far and few, few between. So. You know, take advantage of the partnerships that you see are really genuine and really work and just focus on those. I think a lot of times, I think a lot of times as business owners, we try to partner with everyone. We try to do this with everyone. Right. And sometimes the best thing to do is just stick to what works. Right. Stick to the relationships that you have that work. Um. So, yeah. 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 No, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. And something else that I would also say is don't be afraid to take risks. OK, like really think about this up because that's really how you're going to learn. I can't stress that enough. And, and to Lauren's point, just be careful who you have around in terms of you doing business. Every day, you all, I get different proposals. And I have a team. Like I have a, I have a legal team that reviews it because they're going to let me know, yeah, this is good or this is not. Okay? Because I, I will never forget. It was a contract. It was like even from a marketing company. They had something in like six font that you couldn't even read. So like this one guy I work with, he has a magnifying glass. As crazy as it sounds. Shout out to Mike, but no, he has a magnifying glass and he checks everything. Okay. So he was able to catch that they had like a, like a little um disclaimer that basically means that like, I would have to dish out more money after like, like three months or whatever. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's really important for you to read that contract. Okay. And even have like another set of eyes that you trust. Okay. Yeah. That is for sure. That is for sure. Yeah. Nah, having those extra set of eyes, man. And, and really getting counsel. Like I think like, cause I know there's a lot of business coaches out here and, and me and TR by no means necessarily are we the experts of business, right? We're not mm-hmm. talking about any of that. But I also think having the right advisors, business advisors, right? Yeah. Like you saw me bring on someone like coach. I think coach is someone well-versed. There's a lot of other people out there, but even running, like even having your ideas run through, um, you know, different business advisors and different people that you trust, right? Yes. Yeah. And go and take a look and find people that might already be doing what you're doing, right? Exactly. Look to learn from them and look to learn from their experiences. Because for me, I mean, I know that like um, I had an internship uh, actually with the Atlanta Hawks. And this mm-hmm. was when I was actually, what was it? I, yeah, I was a freshman. I was a freshman in college. Um, So I actually had an internship with the Atlanta Hawks. And it was good to be around the front office because I was able to be around the GM at the time. So I was able to kind of like, uh, you know, kind of like see certain things behind the scenes, right? And when it came to like how a business run, you're talking about the Atlanta Hawks in the NBA. That's a billion dollar industry right there. So I was able to kind of pull from the things that I learned there and then apply them into my business as I was growing. So I look at that as well too. get into the rooms get like do your best to get into the rooms that you that you should be in right i think yeah, that's yeah. Super, super, super super important point because in reality that's what you know helped me a lot too was getting into those rooms um, yeah i do yeah. agree with that you know what i, I want to um, piggyback on that so i would say like for myself what helped me i actually have a networking calendar like literally so like every month I am dedicated to going to at least like two to three networking events for me to get my business out there. Okay. I also got to know what TR do. Exactly. No, exactly. 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 So I'm in the career space, but I'm also in different industries. Okay. So like for me, I'm making sure I'm getting connected with diversity and inclusion managers, recruiters, right? Managers or like even like just in general, that could be supervisors or things of that nature. Okay. I'm making sure that my network, like when they say your network, 
engage your networks, this is what they mean. So on LinkedIn, right now I have 7,400 first degree connections, mm. but I have 1.3 million second degree connections, okay? So you mm. understand how powerful that is? So every day I'm strategically adding to my network. Okay, that could be my target audience, right? Mm -hmm. But that could be even potential partnerships. And I'm telling you this right now, you all should be networking. I mean, I would say like, never be afraid to put yourself out there, okay? Get your business cards ready, but you need to also have your elevator pitch ready, okay? Like I have one that's 30 seconds, a 60 second one, and a 90 second one as well, okay? And it's like, and even like for me, like I have a pitch that's dedicated for other CEOs and I have a pitch that's dedicated that could be maybe for people that could be in finance, right? That could be a part of maybe that decision maker. So what I learned at LinkedIn is called the importance of multi-threading, okay? So sometimes, especially like depending on if it's a large corporation, you might yeah. need to connect with marketing, accounting, like things of that nature, but you got to understand what are their own pain points and what matters to them? Because what's going to matter to a CEO is going to be different from finance. See, finance, they never want to spend any money, Lawrence, okay? They never want to spend any checks. They can be really cheap with that. So, yeah, like, it's really it's really important. And I would also say making sure you have a business plan, okay? Set out your goals, understanding, like, what is your target audience? I know for me, I specialize in enhancing professional brands, right? By elevating their LinkedIn resume interview preparation strategies, okay? Because I want to make sure my clients are going to reach their dream jobs, right? I'm going to make sure that they're going to get there. But I think what's also important is, it's also, I think, really important to, like, I guess, really to understand that you don't have to take every client that wants to use your services, okay? Mm -hmm. There are red flags to also pay attention to on that end as well. Because I don't need, I don't need to take every client, okay? Because one, I'm going to have to I cannot, you do not have to, you know, and I think all money awesome. ain't good money. Oh my gosh, right. That's, man, that was like one of the first lessons that my dad taught me on money is not good money. So you should be able to, to really gauge it because if you have someone that's really problematic with the attitude, I don't want to work with someone like that. Cause we're not going to get far okay i need to get someone that really if you want to be a client of mine i need you to be a sponge okay i need you to be a sponge but you need to also trust me during this process because when you're in this role right now right it's his heart right now i would honestly say being career coaches because we're fighting against a market that every day someone's getting laid off okay it's like we have to fight against so many pressures that we can't control but the pressures that i can't control i'm gonna make sure you top notch okay i'm gonna make sure that I'm going to yeah. make sure that for sure. Yeah, nah, because like even if, like you mentioning that, that just brings me to the point of like in reality, you know, in today's real world, like you have to literally stay on your toes for anything. Right. There's so many shakeups that happen on a day to day basis. And that's the yeah. that's part of that's the journey of entrepreneurship. There's going to be shift. There's going to be shakeups. There's there's going to be times where, you know, you got to really get creative. Right. You really got to go yeah. in your bag to really pull out some good ideas. And, you know, I, that's that's one thing I really love. So, you know, I know for me and you, you know, coming from, you know, each of our individual backgrounds, there was times yeah. in our entrepreneurship journey where, you know, th things were frustrated. Things weren't peaches and cream. Things weren't necessarily the easiest. Right. But those are the yeah. times you look forward to. And. And those are the times you really learn the most, like the, the most I've learned, you know, in entrepreneurship, in business, in trading stocks, right? In being an investor, right? All of those different titles. I've learned that you have to adapt, right? You have to be able to yeah. adapt to what's happening, right? You have to be able to adapt and you have to stay always 10, 10 toes down. I think that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, you do. You do. You do. And I would also say, like for me, I, and I'll be honest with you all. Yes, my bills were paid, but what I had to learn for myself is that I didn't save enough money going full time. Even though, yes, LinkedIn was funding my business per se, that's, that's something that I really wish. So I don't want anyone to experience that because I went with a week literally just eating french fries because that's the only thing I could afford. 
dead yeah. ass okay like i'm i, I, I cannot I, i'm not even sugarcoating this okay i know what it's mm -hmm. like when you're up running on any like on like like no hours of sleep and all that it's not conducive for your business so what i also had to learn was having healthy outlets so i box and i kickbox actually now to really have that and i know that with lawrence he works out all the time so you definitely yeah. want to make sure that you have it because i mean although we are you know full-time we deserve to have a proper work-life balance too okay learn when if you got to like shut your computer off but you may have to learn that too so yeah i think yeah. boundaries man people gotta like sometimes yeah. people have boundaries man you know set your boundaries i think i i was loose on it you know trying to be a you know yeah. superman hero all that good stuff right um, yeah and I think sometimes um, I just think I just think sometimes you don't want to put you you want to be able to separate your business from your personal life. You know, I think that's super important in, in that balance. Yeah. Right. Like it's OK for you. Like sometimes when you, you first start your business, you want to work in your business so much like like I would definitely highlight, you know, that that Cameron and Didi were definitely probably like I would say were, I won't say I won't say probably they were probably let me see me they were the best investment that I made right yes, I love them yo they are the best I love them yeah. so much yeah they were the best investment that I made in my business because it took a lot of the the things that I used to have to do I don't have to do them anymore right. I have them, I have them to do it right and it makes it easier because it's like it can be yo business can be stressful man like real talk right business can be stressful like let's not let's not get it twisted business can be stressful so I I think that you know for me having a team but you have to get to a certain point first um before hiring a team you want to get to a certain point right like don't yeah. just go out and just have a team and you can't afford it right i right. think that's super, super super important like get to a place in business first before doing it like i think that's that's super important like get to, get to a place in business first to where you can afford it that's yeah. one that's one thing yeah. about it. Like, I know for me, it, it was coming to a point where I was afraid to answer my messages because I would get too many, like from LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, <clears throat> even my own email. So that's when I recognized, yeah, I cannot do this on my own. And even just having like my, um, like my assistants take over my consultations, it gives me so much time back for me to dedicate one for me to, um, like for me to work on business opportunities, right? For myself, as well as for me to dedicate more time to my current clients. Because if I know if I want to give quality work, I have to make sure that I haven't like really just enough time for it <clears throat> because this time versus where I was last year, I'm yeah. super busy right now, super busy. So that's what I realized. Like, nah, I definitely need to have a credible team for sure. And what's pretty dope is we have like our own like brainstorming sessions and things like that. They have their own aspirations that I'm going to support too. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Now nah, having a team, having a team, man, will get you a long way. So yeah. <clears throat> and I realized that I think in the beginning process, some of the mistakes that I made was I wanted to be too involved, wanted to kind of do too much. But it's, yeah. also, it's also when you have a passion, if you have a passion and love for what you're doing, you want to be involved because you yeah. know all steps and processes of the business, right? Of, of yeah. the, what you're doing, the procedure, you know, and, you know, you want to be involved as much as possible. You want to do everything you can do to make sure that yeah. that seeds. So, yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And that's what goes to your point. It's like just the importance of being able to delegate it away, okay? Because it's going to save you time back, like yep. for sure. So. Time back. Yep, that family life, yeah. you know, those different things. So, yeah. Yeah, so but, I mean, yeah go ahead. 
Oh no, I was going to say that just even just even like in general, you will have to sacrifice though. Okay, it comes with the territory. Mm -hmm. I know this, this is, might sound really crazy, but I learned is that oh, I have to work more as a business owner. I just I thought it was going to be easier because at that time when I was working my my, my, my two jobs, I'm like no, it's going to be easier. My cousin Brittany, she was like, no, to you work more, and I'm like, for real, like what? Because you all, I never thought I would even own a business ever. Mm -hmm. I thought that if I saw it like five years ago, I was still working my job back in Maryland. Like literally, like 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 still working at Pepsi, still doing the same type of role. So never would I have imagined that like God was basically giving me this really big assignment, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so I would just say like anything worth having is worth fighting for. Okay. Yeah. So like especially too, like I would say like learn your, your like learn your activities, right? But it's also important for you to learn your numbers. Mm -hmm. As a CEO, Lawrence should know at any given time how much money's in his bank account, okay? How much money should he anticipate? What are his expenses? You should uh, always know that at all, like at any given time. Know that sure. at all costs. You should always know those things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think just uh, even having a structure, man, like building your days out. Like now, like even me having a calendar now, that was, you know, something, you know, that, you know, I didn't I didn't always, you know, utilize the I think I think best um, I think just having a calendar. But I, yeah. I also, yeah, you know, just having that balance, man, spend time with your fam because, you know, you know, for me, me, obviously having my son, my daughter, you know, it's busy, you know, and those are, you know, things that are important to me. So, you know, getting time with them, picking them up from school, like those things as an entrepreneur, right? I remember, you know, growing up, like you, I could probably think as far as how many times, you know, my parents actually were able to spend time with me after school or were they worried about cooking dinner and, and getting mm -hmm. to bed? For the next so for me it's like yo i love to just be able to vibe you know that like those are things like time is the most valuable thing so i think the journey yeah. of entrepreneurship really shows you like in entrepreneurship you need to be able to balance family and um and business like it's super important i think being younger as an entrepreneur i think that there was a lack of balance in that regard and i think it's tough though too when you're a growing business like when you're when you're essentially a growth business when you're just starting it's 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 I won't say impossible, but it's definitely hard because there's so much things that go into it. Right. Like everyone sees. OK, like, for example, like uh, TR was just here in Atlanta this past weekend at the the, the breakthrough experience conference that uh, Raquel, Amber and Kathy Gray, the whole group and gang put together. Um, and TR was part of the team, along with special shout out to Alexandria. Um, you know, when you think about this, right, like all of, like what, what goes into that, right? You know, how yeah. like if if people could even think about, you know, or how did Raquel actually build her brand or how was I able to speak at it? Like, how do you like how does things get to points like this? And it's like, yo, it's time, dedication, money, effort. Right. Yeah. How much time are you going to put in? How much dedication are you going to have? How much effort are you going to put in? Like if I like all I can say, like I sat this morning on a live trading session, right? I did a live trading session for my community yeah. and uh, I was about to think of what, about 170, 180 people on there. But I'm sharing my screen. I'm showing people how I'm making money, how I'm pulling and extracting money out of the market. That's a skill set. That's a skill set. So as an entrepreneur, you need to be able to have a, a proof of concept, right? Yeah. A proof of concept. Super important. Whether you're selling TVs, right? Whether, whether you're cutting hair, your proof of concept, if you're selling TVs, you should be able to prove, well, why why should I buy the TV from you? Why exactly. is TV? If you're a barber, you should be able to prove, well, you should have proof of concept as to you showing the, you know, the best haircuts. As a stock trader, you should be able to show your P&L. What is yeah. your efficiency level? 
while I was on this Zoom call, I was telling people today, I was saying, yo, I'm going to trade this. I'm going to get in here. I'm going to get out here. This is what I'm going to do. So people understand when they learn from me, right? There's a proof of concept. Like yeah. there's fluff, right? There's no fluff. Exactly. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to show you exactly what I'm going to do to, 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 to make money from the markets. There's not a, so you have like proof of concept, I think as a business owner is something that's so, so important. And yeah. also I think sometimes people get mixed up with the marketing. Some of the best businesses that we know, they don't do any marketing, no marketing. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is a great business model. When was the last time you've seen a Chick-fil-A commercial? I haven't seen it, right? When it comes to Tesla, when was the last time you've seen a Tesla commercial? I haven't seen one either. A lot of these businesses, the best businesses, they don't need to do all this mass marketing. It's nothing wrong with it, but your products should speak for itself. If Apple never ran an ad for an iPhone again, people are still going to be buying iPhones. Right. I just bought this. I just bought the 14 actually the other day. So no. you know the value, you know, the value and, and you didn't, you didn't need to see a commercial to make you say, well, I got to go get this iPhone. Right. Right. Because I'm already bought in like to their brand already. Already bought I'm already in. Loyal. I'm already so loyal. That's how, I, that's how I look at it for me is like, yo, like when people like, and I get it. We got people out, you know, people like Lawrence, you should be doing this for your marketing. I get it. You know, definitely. It's yeah. But at the same time, my results speak for itself. I'll be real with you. You see, yeah, I mean, so, so listen, so I'm not, well, not even challenge you, but I just want to like, um, like just give you another perspective. So, what you do a great job at Lawrence right now is you always provide value. So, if you are a business owner, and this is what I would inform my when I used to manage all those accounts at LinkedIn, it's called the rule of three. Every three posts, you want to give something free, okay, with some of these gems. You don't got to tell them all of like, you know, like like how to do in terms of all the processes, but just to give them to show that you are a thought leader in your sector. Because all this information that Lawrence is proving, what I show like my own current clients, basically is that I'm, I'm basically credible and I'm valid to work with, okay? So when I'm sharing three, I mean, you know, free interview pro strategies, giving you like um, some like salary, salary negotiation templates, all this is showing is that I'm um, that I'm valuable to work with. OK. And, I, and that I genuinely care. OK. And then your fourth act would be that call to action. Maybe you, you know, you know, like taking new clients. Right. And stuff like that. Now, other ways that I just also wanted to just touch on quickly is that I've also used different tools. So like my team, like we've leveraged QuickBooks yes, in terms of like the accounting piece. Mm -hmm. I also use a project management tool. Like I use Asana and I use HubSpot because I need to hold myself accountable. And I'm a person, y'all, I need to do, I need to see a to-do list every day. Yeah. And I don't know, I just, it's like I feed off of like when everything gets accomplished, I need that because I'm that type of person in order for me to stay organized, okay? I'm not that person, if, you, if I say I'm going to do it, I need to write it down, okay? Because they're going to, it's just like a lot of information every day that you're going to, like, that you're just going to receive. So I would say just really just stay organized for sure, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, and then also, too, to piggyback on having a team that you trust. You need to make sure that you have an accountant, okay, that genuinely cares about you. Like, I know for me, I can't have my accountant live in another state. I got to meet up with her in person. We mm. literally meet every quarter. Yep. We talk about in terms of, like, what are my businesses? What are my goals up until 2030? We already mapping everything out right now for it. So, yes. And she holds me accountable, too. And for Man, she don't play. <laughs> like, Ariana does not play. She does not play. She does not play. Mm -hmm. Especially because in terms of, like, the products that I'm going to start to launch, it's going to be very different from like just from the career side. So yes, there's a lot of things in place. Balance, 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 balance. So, you know, I think, you know, you know, taking a look at everything as, you know, 
how can we tie all this back into, you know, whether it's the markets or whether it's a career. I think for me, you know, when you um when you when when you when you take a look at everything across the board, like I think like even when it comes to the markets, like understanding this on understanding from an entrepreneurship perspective, like what it takes to to run a publicly traded company. Like you, you kind of grow some respect a lot more for, you know, some of the counterparts that you might be owning or have ownership on Wall Street. Right. Like I have respect for these individuals and these CEOs who are running these top tier companies. Right. Because I understand how difficult it is, even as a small business owner, how difficult it is to operate a business, let alone. Right. The CEO of Apple, Tim Cook. You know, he has billions of users using his iPhones. Right. Like think about how think about the the pressure you have on yourself as a leader. So I think, as you know, the entrepreneurship thing is like, yo, if you can if you can really understand these basic principles and these basic concepts of entrepreneurship, I think it makes trading and investing a lot easier. Right. And I would say that when I got into the stock market, the thing that I love the most about the stock market is the ability to be able to, at the end of the day, um, learn, right? Learn more. Like, I think I love that. I love that. Like, I'm able to learn more about life, right? I'm able to learn more about life. And I think I love that the most about more than anything. I learn more about life. So, you know, that's, that's my, that's my reality is me able to, you know, compare a business on Wall Street, also comparing it to my life and pull from it. The wealthiest individuals in this world, they understand business, they understand stocks, they understand real estate, they understand all of these different things. So it's it's not it's it's more so about trends. Like even if we take a look, everything that um, you know, is a trend, you know, understanding the business world, right? There's going to be trends. There's going to be things that, you know, move to the upside, things that move to the downside based upon trends. And if you can understand that from a business standpoint first, it makes investing in companies a lot easier. Like my view of the world is I'm able to see where the world is going right now. Like in real time, I can see where the world is heading to right now. I can see all these things, right? I'm foreshadowing it and I'm seeing it. The world is going digital. It's happening right in front of your eyes, right? right? The world is going digital right now. Now, how do I how do I classify the world as going digital? Well, I can say that there's going to be more cybersecurity companies that become involved, which which is a true statement. If things are going more digital, you need more cybersecurity. So I think it's like, you know, the business and entrepreneurship side, like it just makes sense. Maybe for me and this is where coming into even the job side. There's places that you might be working at right now that may be an integral part in changing the landscape or the future of the world. So if you're able to understand that, once again, it makes investing easier. Right. So being an entrepreneur, studying economics, all of those different things made me a better investor because I understand what to look for and what not to look for a lot more. Tiara, anything to add on before we wrap up here tonight? Yeah, like, well, I mean, what I also wanted to just touch on is um, like how I how I like leverage business credit. So when my accountant, she actually gave me like like she's amazing to me. Okay, she gave me like a small task, and so she told me she she basically said put all of like your business expenses on this credit card and then pay it off the next day. Okay, so mm -hmm. I was able to heal, so I can get up to like. I can get up to a lot of funding, okay? That's what I'll say here. Uh, and, I, and it's like every day I'm getting just opportunities, but I want to make sure what I do is going to make sense, okay? So that's why it's important for you all to really understand, but like, you really have a strong foundation, okay? Listen to your yeah. business plan. Focus on what you have to do, okay? In terms of like, in terms of execution. And I um, and I, what I also think is important is 
knowing your role as a CEO, okay? You should not be doing tasks that your assistant that should be doing. You should not be doing tasks that maybe people in marketing needs to do, okay? Your whole mindset, business development, okay? Dead, for real, like for real. So that's what I also wanted to touch on. So now I had now, to learn that. I, I had to learn that when I was a one woman show. I Tiara be up, man. She ain't she Tiara be up till what two, three a.m. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. But what I'm thankful for is that. So like, shout out to Rachel, Roslyn, and Ruthie. So Rachel actually, I'm sorry, no, Ruthie put constraints. So I can only meet with five clients a day. That's it. Because she saw how I'm putting a lot of wear and tear on my body. And it's just helping me um, to just like stick to that. So I really appreciate that. Because she's noticing red flags and me overworking, like Lauren said. Because there's no way I should be able to function two days without sleep. Because I can't. Yeah. That's not good. That's not good. Sleep is important, man. Sleep is important. Like, I go to bed. Like, right after this show, y'all, I'm going to bed. Real talk. Because sleep yeah. is super important. I think as an entrepreneurship, that's one in entrepreneurship, that's one of the things we didn't talk about tonight, but we're gonna close the show out. Like a lot of people are probably gonna be like, Lawrence, you do you have these long nights? No, I never do. I go to bed at nine o'clock, <laughs> I wake up at six, like five, six a.m. and I put in work because your sleep is super important. That's yeah. how you're gonna be able to operate at a high level. For Absolutely. me, if I don't have sleep, I'm not gonna be able to operate at a high level. So, you know, you hear a lot of times these people are like, you need to be up at three in the morning doing this. If you're not up at three in the morning, you're not a real, a real grinder, you know, but for me, nah, get your sleep, get your rest, um, because yeah. that's going to allow you to operate. Cause cool. You stayed up till 3am and woke up at six, but by 10am you crashed and you had a major business meeting at 12pm. You didn't right. even know what happened. You didn't even make it to there. So no, it happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would even just say to your point, like, and again, that's something that that's really big that I had to learn because I would do that at LinkedIn, working on the weekends, working at night. Like, I would have managers that were like, well, we're really concerned about your work-life balance. They would literally message me. They said, you're doing great, yeah. but you got to learn when to stop. Like, yeah. honestly, yeah, no, I had my dad to have also like a serious talk with me. Like at that time, I was kind of like following, if you guys know, like Quincy, um, like Quincy Jones, like like that musician, he had I almost had like brain aneurysms because he was overworking himself. And my dad was like, I'm I'm concerned. I don't want you to go that path. So now no, now I'm getting sleep and I love it here. I, I love it here. I've also learned when I'm maximizing my time, I'm just sectioning off the day. So yeah, so now I have like three days dedicated to me only working on resumes and LinkedIn profiles, right? And then the other two days, I'm just um in terms of me like meeting with clients and things like that. So yeah, I'm making sure I'm adding in necessary breaks. Because I want to be myself, so for my clients and for myself and yeah. for waffles too, my my, uh, my my puppy. So yeah, waffles. What's up? Yes. Waffles? Oh my gosh, y'all. He's sleeping right now. He is knocked out. I he was actually at the breakthrough conference too. He was at security. Yep. So yep. Waffles, waffles, waffles. Man. So nah, de definitely. Like I said, you know, super, super duper important. You know, yeah. definitely wanted to highlight those things. So. Um, you know, this has been another episode of Monday Night Take, man. Uh, me and TR got a lot of stuff cooking up in the pipeline. Um, you know, I'm hearing rumors about potentially a, a tour happening um, again in, in a few months down the line. So you never yeah, know. It's happening, y'all. It's happening. Live. And never know, we could do a Monday Night Take episode live in person, man. You know, that's. that's oh, wait, y'all. Listen, wait a minute. We should. We should. We should. We should. 
Yeah, we definitely yeah, should. We definitely should have that combo. We'll have that combo yeah. offline, yeah, man. Exactly. But um, me and Tr, we had a great content shoot. We did a wonderful photo shoot. Um, you know, shout out to our brother, good brother Javier, uh, fire with the graphics and you yeah, know everything good. that he does. Uh, so shout out to him with the video editing and him and his team. You know, special shout out to him. But um, nah, we got a lot of stuff coming to you guys here. You know, just make sure you guys are you know liking the video. You know, sharing these videos. You know, yeah. We're going to be bringing on some guests as well, too. We got some guests in the pipeline, um, so a lot. So, you know, this show happens pretty much here every Monday, 8 p.m. EST. You guys can catch, um, you know, pretty much the recordings here on the Come Up Series YouTube. Uh, next week topic, we're getting back into these markets, man. First off, next week is employment week. So, you know, we got to have a conversation. Hell yeah. Market. And, um, you know, also as well, we got to talk about these markets. So. There's going to be, we're, we're going to have a lot for you guys next week. You know, make sure you guys tap in. Super appreciative of y'all, man. Much love. You Thank y'all. Back, man. Shout out yes. to Tara. Shout out to yes, Charles. Shout out to the whole Come Up series, man. So, you know, we'll see you guys back here next week. Y'all have a blessed one. See y'all soon. Bye, y'all. Peace.